With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Steelers added a lot of talent to their offensive line while retaining all their starters from last season. Where do the Steelers linemen stand right now? I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. You're listening to The Cutting Room Floor. The Cutting Room Floor is brought to you, as always, by the Steel Curtain Network, part of the Fans First Sports Network. We're going to start with the offensive tackles, where the biggest, the physically biggest addition to the Steelers' offensive line is first-round pick Broderick Jones. Now, Broderick Jones is the most talented player on the Steelers' offensive line as of right now. He has the most physical ability and the highest potential of anyone the Steelers have had playing offensive line in quite a while. So obviously the Steelers want him to start. We want him to start. Everyone wants Broderick Jones to be the left tackle as soon as possible. But where does he stand right now? When we look overall at Broderick Jones, he has a good punch. Very strong player. When he lands that punch, he has a very good anchor. In pass protection, there are times where he will try... To, to do the hug block where you kind of just get your hands outside of their arms and just try and be like, I'm going to hold you here. Uh, Dan Moore Jr. 
That's one of his best moves. Broderick Jones doesn't have quite the the grip Dan Moore Jr. has in those plays, and rushers will get off of him. He's much better when he gets his hands inside, in my opinion, Broderick Jones. If he gets his hands inside on your pads or up on your shoulder pads, like one high, one low, he he does much better in those situations than the outside hug move, where I think he gets a little too vertical and he's, he's more liable to get beat there. In pass protection on vertical drops, when you're facing an edge rusher who's just trying to rush up the edge and around and get your quarterback, his feet are great. He shows some really good footwork, getting you know deep depth and also getting wide out to meet uh, the edge rushers. But there are times when his feet aren't great. Like like my like one of my sayings my mom always used to say is is you're you're great ex- except for when you're not, and that's that's Broderick Jones's feet. His feet are great, except when they aren't. Uh, he's he's got some inconsistency there, but when he's on, his feet are fantastic on those drops. Very very hard to take around the edge uh, and beat to the quarterback. But while he's strong there and he he plays and he wants to defend those, uh, he is beatable off inside counter moves off of that you know speed rush outside the edge. You can cross his face and get inside on him. One of his problems is he, he doesn't slide, with adjust to it quickly and slide his feet inside to cut off the inside, you know, counter move. He often gets turned. And now he's, you know, as they're going inside of him, he's turning to face inside and he's taking losses there. When you get to the run game... Brock Jones is fantastic at bringing people. He's got a really heavy outside slap. When he wants to move someone like to the outside, he did boom, that right hand hits them and they're moving. Keeps his feet moving. He he is someone who kicks people out of the club. You know, he's like a bouncer. He gets a hold of you, boom, and you're outside the club. He's just going to take you right out. Great power at first contact will knock people back. His hands can get him in trouble. And Poor placement of your hands will cost you your power. And there are there are reps where he gets poor play hand placement and suddenly he doesn't look so powerful. He doesn't look so strong. He looks kind of soft and a bit weak because his hands are in the wrong spots. He doesn't have quick hands and his accuracy is spotty. Now in space, Broderick Jones is an absolute monster. Absolute monster. Screens, pulls, wide zone, all of it. He finds people, he puts them on the ground. He drives them out of the play and puts them on the ground. He's a fantastic run blocker overall, but his best is wide zone, pulling. He's he's just such a beast. Inside zone stuff, combo blocks, He's he's got all the strength in the world. Like He's going to be good on those. Uh, but his his real his real strength is the wide and outside zone plays that the Steelers really want to add to their run game and really haven't been able to so far. So his biggest flaws that are going to hold him back is reacting to counter moves. He doesn't always get hands off of him well. If they get if the opponent gets good hand position, he'll take losses there, and he doesn't strike first a lot. 
So he, he will often let the opponent get good hands on him. That's when he gets into trouble. He's used to just winning anyways. Right? He's used to having some flaws and just he just wins anyways. Because he's just bigger and stronger than you enough that it didn't matter in college. He's going to have to fix that in the NFL. Moving on, looking at Dan Moore Jr. This is, this is a three-man, the tackle room is a three-man competition. It really is. Dan Moore Jr., his vertical drop footwork has improved. Still isn't great. He'll make mistakes that will cost him, but he gets away with quite a few mistakes too. His grip is fantastic. He can do that hug block and just just grab onto people, and they're not they're gonna have a real hard time getting away from him if he gets if he gets both of your shoulders. Very few people are able to break free if he gets hands on his pads. Just that's his strength. He's got long arms and he's got a great grip. He doesn't have the best awareness for more complex blitzes. He can get beat by stunts occasionally. But it's it's a little hard to tell where exactly he is on that issue because the guard next to him has the exact same weakness. And that's that just compounds the problem. So seeing where he would be with a better guard, that's that's a question. Against the run, his hands are heavy. He gets good punch, he gets good push, he gets he still has that grip, but they're not fast. They're getting better, but they're not fast. He is an absolute monster on combo blocks. Dan Moore Jr. just will, like if, if you've got someone to help him get that guy lined up and he gets both hands on him and has him going in the right direction, it's done. He's going to drive you back, he's going to take advantage. In fact, <laughs> Kevin Dotson and Dan Moore Jr., you want to watch some fun film. Go towards the end of the season. Watch them when they're running inside zone. Even watch them last year when the line was terrible on those inside zone runs where they just combo block somebody and work up to the second level. Absolutely phenomenal. They're just brutal. They just drive people back five, six yards. They've got everyone just out of the way. Sometimes, sometimes they'll get three people instead of just two. They're fantastic. Dan Moore Jr. does not does does pretty good pulling, but not the best on the outside zone runs, which is something the Steelers want to add. He's not as good on that. Last year's right tackle, Chukwuma Korafor, footwork has always been his strength. It still is. Hand uses was was his weakness. Uh, he, even though he had really good footwork to meet the rusher, he'd he'd let them get good hands on him. And he'd get driven back because you lose all your power when you don't have good hand placement. They win the hand placement battle, they have the power, and you don't. His hands are much better now. They are really wicked fast. He's had wicked fast hands for years. He just didn't land them well. He didn't use them well. It was kind of like, I know to do you know this hand motion against this attack, but it was like it, it, didn't, it didn't work quite right. He did it you know, by the book kind of thing, but not every attack is by the book. So you don't always win just because you did the the book maneuver. Uh, he does a good job of reacting to the player's, the opponent's attack and countering it now. Much better job. His problem to me is consistency. He'll have really solid rep after really solid rep, and then all of a sudden, first contact, boom, they win and he's he's done. They're past him. And he's just, just beat on initial contact. He can also get beat with physicality. 
Like if you're just bigger and stronger than him, you can you can you can get a win there. He's likely the best pass blocker on the Steelers when his hands are hitting home, but when he has his lapses, they are costly. Unlike a Dan Moore Jr., unlike even a Broderick Jones in college, when when Chukwuma Okorafor makes a mistake, he doesn't recover well. So when we look at the whole. You know, he doesn't have, Chukuma Corfer doesn't have, you know, other traits that allow him to. He doesn't have that grip Dan Moore Jr. does. He doesn't have just the fear, sheer physical power Broderick Jones has, right? He has to, he has to, Dan, land it correctly. In the run game, uh, he's a better zone blocker. He's not going to just grab someone and move them out of the way. He's okay at sealing defenders, get in the way, keep them from, you know, moving to one side or the other. He's solid on combo blocks. Not a great run blocker overall, but very solid. To me, right now the order is Jones number three. Broderick Jones is the talent, but he needs to put in work. He needs to improve on his flaws. He needs his footwork to get more balanced, less, you know, I see what I think you're going to do and I'm just going to attack that. And he needs to get much, much more consistent with hand usage. My biggest takeaway on Joe's is he's in a great place for him. Pat Myers' strike-first mentality is going to be great for Broderick Jones because his trouble comes from letting his opponent kind of set the tone in the matchup, get hands on him, and then he just uses his overwhelming size and strength to stop them. I think Jones striking first, taking charge of the matchup with his length, his power, is going to be a lot more effective. That's what Pat Meyer wants to do. And when you see when you see Jones in position to do that, especially in the run game, when he can just let loose and go get people, Broderick Jones is so devastating with his power and his nastiness. He just takes you out of the play. I think they can utilize that in his pass protection because of Pat Meyer and how Pat Meyer operates. When we look to guard... We go to James Daniel. We gotta go him first overall. He is solid uh, across the board. Very good. He he's good slash very good at pretty much anything you ask him to do. He moves really well. He's fantastic in outside zone blocking while moving laterally. James Daniels has a very quick first step, like lightning fast first step, and really quick hands for his first strike. He gets a lot of wins off first contact. One of the reasons he's so good at outside zone is when he has to do what's called a reach block where, say, he's he's at right guard and the guy is lined up over the right tackle or in the gap, will be to, gap between the tackle and the guard. At the snap, Daniels has to get completely to the other side of that guy and start blocking him. And he does. He just is so quick at doing that. It's incredible how fast he gets to that side, resets the angle, and boom, is blocking he struggled early in Pat Meyer's blocking scheme so much, in my opinion, because it changed how you do those first strikes. And because of that, he struggled a lot. But once he got that down, I think he's becoming an even better offensive lineman because I think with his first step and quick strike, his quick hands, he, he does so good on first contact that delivering that first strike quickly, early, boom, get into him, is going to be a strength for James Daniels in this offensive line, in this offensive line mentality. You look at him 
after week 11, the Cincinnati game, he allowed five pressures in those final six games, no sacks, and no penalties. Five pressures in six games. Less than one a game allowed. And he was fantastic in the run game. The one problem I see with him is when he's providing help in the passing game where he's uncovered and he goes to help somebody, or on combo blocks where he's going to you know, assist with the defensive tackle and then move up to the next level, he often hits really hard. And while, you know, that can look cool, it also often messes up the angle of your teammate's block and allows the defender a different angle of attack and a different avenue to win the matchup. Instead of helping his teammate secure the defender, he just knocks them as hard as he can. His very quick first step, his violent first contact, is a bit of a liability on those plays. The next guard I want to cover is Isaac Seumalu, the free agent, the big free agent signing on the offensive line. He's not a people mover like Daniels can be, uh, or even a Dotson or anyone. A lot of the people we're covering here are going to be people who are really good at moving people. Broderick Jones, Dan Moore Jr., James Daniels, Kevin Dotson. Isaac Seumalu is not the same kind of blocker, but he is efficient and he executes at such a high level that it makes up for a lot of his a lot of ground on that regard. Like he just gets better hand placement. Like we said, hand placement is power. Isaac Sayumalu wins those battles. In his mobility, he's not athletic, but he doesn't have wasted steps. He's very efficient in his movement, and that makes up a lot of ground. Taking one less step to get to where you need to go is better and faster than you know, taking one extra step, but all those steps are slightly faster. You know, it's it's better to cut the, the fat out of your, you know, your movement. And Isaac Seumalu does that. His execution is a very high level. Reading a pass rush and countering it, he's amazing. Uh, reading blitzes and stunts, amazing. He's, he's absolutely fantastic. Like, like this guy, honestly, in, in, in like video games and Madden, he should have a 99 awareness. He should. He's just, he sees it so quickly, reads it, and, and adjusts fantastically. It's, it's amazing how he's able to move, change position, change angles, and really adjust to things. He will bring, quote-unquote, nastiness or power but it's in terms of great hand placement and correct footwork, allowing him to win leverage and win the battle consistently. So while he's not a big-time people mover or power guy, he can at times look that way simply because he's executing better than his opponent. All right, I'm going to take a break here. When we get back, we're going to talk about the rest of the guards, and we're going to get the whole rest of the line up here and, and get my thoughts on where this line stands. So we'll be back right after this break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, Steeler fans. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. You're listening to The Cutting Room Floor. The Cutting Room Floor is brought to you by the Steel Curtain Network and Fans First Sports Network. Make sure you're checking out all of our shows, all of our coverage, all of our podcasts on everything you want to know about the Steelers. Great content coming to you all off-season. And also click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for articles and evaluations there, anything you want to read. Fantastic stuff. We have, especially, check over and watch out for my self-plug here, uh, Vertex articles that Dave Schofield and I do on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Always a good time, always a great read. Make sure you're checking those out. We're continuing with the offensive line here. We're in the middle of the guard room. We're moving on from James Daniels and Isaac Seumalu, who I think are the the front line to start. They're they're in the leader position to be the starters next season. To last season starter, Kevin Dotson. Now we just talked about Isaac Seumalu, and Kevin Dotson and Isaac Seumalu are polar opposites. Kevin Dotson is a bouncer. He he's someone you want someone thrown out to the out of the club, you point to that person and Dotson's going to take him out of the club. Make it more complex than that, and it will not go as well. He has probably the worst awareness on the offensive line from last season. He's not a good help blocker when he's uncovered. He will miss blitzers. He'll miss stunts at times. Just be late shifting off of his man and picking up the stunt. At the same time, one-on-one, he's just going to win. He's just going to beat whoever's across from him, especially in the run game, where you can just set him across from someone and be like, get that guy out of here. He's going to move him. 
He's one of the best combo blockers I have ever seen. He has a great sense of how much help to give his teammate to really set that block up for success. And then gets to the second level quickly where he is devastating. Just just a bully. One arm is enough to take out linebackers for this guy. He, he doesn't offer a lot of versatility though. Really, if, you, if you're in a power run, if you're in an inside zone kind of offense, Kevin Dotson is going to be good for you. If you can simplify pass defense where he doesn't have to worry about stunts and stuff as much, he'd be great for you, which is why he was so good in college. But in the NFL, the offensive coordinator can't just be like, hey, defense, don't run a stunt. Don't run any blitzes on these gaps by Kevin Dotson, please. You know, you can't do that. He's got to be able to do he's got to be able to do better. Kevin Dotson is sticking around because in my opinion this is stuff he still has a chance to fix. He can learn this. And if he does, he could be a phenomenal offensive lineman. If he doesn't, then he's just who he was last season. He's going to remain that guy, big, powerful, not very aware of what's going around on around him. The fourth guard the Steelers have right now is Nate Herbig. All, all four of their guards have starting experience. Nate Herbig probably has the least. Herbig is solid all around. He does a good job in pass protection against a bull rush of having a good anchor, getting hands off of him decently. When a defender wins one side of him, he does a great job of just driving them out of the play that way. Like if you're if you're rushing straight at Nate Herbig and you say, okay, I'm going to do this move and try and get a win off his left side, right? He's going to kind of turn and just drive you that direction and do a really good job of just putting you out of the play that direction. It's one of my favorite things he does. It's part of his nastiness he gets is because he will he will drive you into another player. He'll drive you into your own teammates. If there's nothing in the way, he'll drive you two, three gaps away, drive you five yards out of the play, and put you on the ground for trying to get past him. He gets his hands on you. It's good. In pass protection, his feet are heavier. He's slower. He can get beat with quickness. His hands aren't bad, but they are slower. Struggles to keep up with good fast hand attacks. Also, his aggressiveness and his nastiness will lead him to overextending and overcommitting on blocks, and that's kind of how he gets beat. Faster hands and feet is what he needs to work on, polish up his, his execution, and he's an NFL starter. If he takes those steps, he's a starter in the NFL. He's only 24 years old. He has some experience. He can do some pretty... He's got potential there. He really does. There's a lot of potential with him. He's got a drive. He's got a good work ethic. He's improved over his career. Now, one of the problems here is if Kevin Dotson is kept on the Steelers, he's a backup guard. He doesn't play any other positions. And Nate Herbig is mostly a backup guard. Nate Herbig has played 2,085 snaps in the NFL. 47 of those were at center. Almost all the rest of them were at guard. He's much more a guard. He has played a little bit of center. But it wasn't the best. 
So Nate Herbig has some work to put in there. And I, I think one of the one of the interesting things we're going to see is Nate Herbig learning Pat Meyer's system. That's going to be a setback for him. That's going to you know go back, relearn some things. I think the system will work for him. I think Herbig is a great, great addition for Pat Meyer's style of offensive line play. But I also think Nate Herbig, they're going to want him to learn center. Like, that's ideal. If Nate Herbig can play guard and center, he's your primary backup. And that's also going to be tough because, again, 47 snaps. That's it in his career at center in the NFL. Hasn't done it a lot. That's the guard room. I think the guard room is pretty well spelled out. I think you're going to see Seumalu and Daniel start. You're going to see Nate Herbig fight to be the backup. And the Steelers will keep Kevin Dotson around if Nate Herbig can't just outright win that job. Or if Kevin Dotson shows signs of finally, you know, improving in some of the areas that he's needed to improve on since he was drafted. If he's finally taking steps on that, he's going to stick around. He is the most likely player on this team to get traded. He really is. Kevin Dotson. We move to center. Mason Cole. Mason Cole is smart. He's technically sound. Really good execution. Good footwork. Great hand fighter. His struggles are almost all his physical limitations. He's a little smaller. Not, you know, he's not big enough to handle some things. He can, if he does, you know, lose some hand placement battles, bull rushes can get him. They really can. He doesn't do a great job at anything, but he is consistently good. His strengths are probably outside zone, which is something the Steelers are, again, trying to work on adding more to. He's really good there. In fact, if you look across the board, the players that they've added last season and this season, James Daniels, Mason Cole, Nate Herbig, Isaac Sayumalu, uh, Broderick Jones, These are all players that do really well in outside zone. The Steelers are telegraphing that one. Uh, And and one of the reasons I think Kevin Dotson is most likely the player who is gone is because that's his biggest weakness. That's one of his biggest weaknesses. If you look at Mason Cole's season, after the bye week, he gave up zero sacks. He gave up three hits. In the second half of the season, he gave up two sacks and a quarterback hit in the first half of the season. He had one penalty all year. Pretty consistent. He's going to ha- he's gonna get beat at times, but most of the time, you're going to get good play from him. Not great, good. He works well with Pat Meyer because he's not dropping far. You don't want him dropping back and trying to catch a bull rush from a bigger physical player. It's not going to work as well. You know, if when they get ahead of steam going and they're just bigger than him, he will struggle with that. He will often still, you know, keep his quarterback from getting hit, but he's going to get driven back into the pocket. That causes problems. Being a little more aggressive, cutting that angle off, not letting them get ahead of steam, allows him to not get driven back as, as much. And the problems you have in Pat Meyer's offense is a player attacking forward and then having to try and anchor backwards. Uh, Mason Cole is fine with it. Mason Cole has the footwork and the technique and the handwork to just be fine with it. 
He does a fantastic job. Beyond Mason Cole, when you look at backup center, I've already addressed Herbig a little bit. Only 47 snaps at center. Obviously, they're going to want him to work better. A lot of people talk about James Daniels moving to center. Can we move James Daniels to center? Play Nate Herbig at guard and take Mason Cole and make him the backup. Well, James Daniels has played 4,417 snaps in the NFL. 508 of those snaps were at center. All of those snaps were from 2019, and they were the first half of the season. In the games he played center, the Bears were 3-5. and five. In the games he played guard, they were 5-3. and three. He had much, much better results at guard, even that season, when he had all that time where he was just playing center. He wasn't moving around, wasn't switching. 75% of his quarterback hits allowed, and 100% of the sacks he gave up that season were when he was playing center. They moved him to guard, and the quarterback hits and the sacks went away. He is a better guard than a center, and his best film, his best performance, and his best, like if you just go with what people think about him, you go with advanced metrics, you go with stats, you go with film, whatever it is, his best performance has been right guard. And that's where he's going to play. Three and a half years ago, he spent half a year at center. And it was one of the worst stretches of his career. The Steelers are very unlikely to move him to center. Having dealt with that, let's go to Kendrick Green. Kendrick Green was terrible in his first year in the NFL. And he was terrible in the preseason last year. But his coach was terrible and everyone was terrible in 2021. And in 2022... When he was competing for a job, everyone was bad. He's apparently been working on center since then, last year and and into the offseason. He'll get a chance to bounce back and see if he can make something of his shot at the NFL. He's still a rookie contract. He could be a good backup. And there are players worse than him, contrary to Steeler fans' thoughts and opinions. For example, Ryan McCollum, who the Steelers picked up from the Detroit Lions. In that same season, Ryan McCollum played snaps in the same season Kendrick Green was a starter. Ryan McCollum is alright in zone run plays, survivable in run across the board, but significantly worse than Kendrick Green in pass protection. The, The one game he started at center for the Lions, literally anyone on a basic pass protection play could just bull rush him straight into his quarterback's lap. He played in all of four games with one start, gave up two sacks. Now, that was his rookie season, just like Kendrick Green. Didn't play last year, just like Kendrick Green. A year and a half later, how much better can he be? Well, that's the same question we have on Kendrick Green. You know, this is the backup center position right now for the Steelers. It's not a great situation. And that does open the door for Steelers' seventh-round pick, Spencer Anderson, who is a more technically sound player, but one who struggles to deal with a good bull rush. His hands, he doesn't get the hands off of him well, and if you get him high, you can drive him back. That'll straight-up disqualify an offensive lineman from seeing the field in the NFL. Notice Ryan McCollum. We just talked about that with him. Spencer Anderson had a similar problem in college. 
I think if you asked him to start a game at center as a rookie, you'd see very similar results to Ryan McCollum. Again, he's in the NFL. Can he improve quick enough? Can he improve enough, quick enough, to be the backup center this season? Likely no. Just like Ryan McCullum and Kendrick Green, he's got similar problems. Probably not going to be that guy as a rookie. I do, I do kind of like that there's three guys that are in position to try and, you know, see if Pat Meyer can work some magic and turn one of them into a decent backup player. Uh, otherwise, you know, maybe Nate Herbig wins that backup center job. That's really the question right now. That's really the open position to win is backup center. Because if you look at tackle, they've got three. They've got three. The question is, does Broderick Jones start? I honestly think when you look at the tackle play we've had at left tackle from Dan Moore Jr., I think the Steelers are willing to say, you know what, we're going to get at least second year Dan Moore Jr. from Broderick Jones as a rookie. Now the only question is here is if he takes a little bit, if he takes half a season to learn Pat Meyer's blocking, that could be problematic. I don't think it'll be as bad. Last year it was a whole bunch of players who had never played with Pat Meyer, all trying to learn it at the same time. And one of the people who struggled the most with it was the leader of the offensive line, James Daniels. Well, James Daniels has it down now. These guys can now mentor each other. They can help each other out. They can meet up and work on it. You know, they can they can help each other now. Whereas before it was, you know, coaches trying to teach you how to do something and all of them weren't getting it. It took them a while to get it. Well, now there's a good number of them who already have it down. And there's some new players who are going to have to learn it. So I think it'll. I think there's a chance he'll learn quicker. It'll just be a better situation to learn it in. I do think Broderick Jones starts his rookie season. I don't know if it's week one. Uh, that would be a pretty cool, you know, thing if Pat Meyer has him ready to go week one because he does have some flaws. He's more of an upside pick with without as much you know NFL readiness as an offensive tackle. Of course, if you like, like I've said before, if you have his physical traits. And your NFL ready, you're a top three pick. You're going top three easily, if not number one. This draft class probably would have been the number one pick. You know, if he was a polished execu- if he had polished execution with his physical traits, he's the number one overall pick or number two at the worst. I think he starts, and I think we see Dan Moore Jr. and Chukwuma Korafor fighting at right tackle. My real hope for the season if, is Broderick Jones comes into rookie minicamp and OTAs, shows enough that the Steelers are like, we're going to invest in this guy. He's going to be our left tackle. We're just going to teach him left tackle, not left and right tackle. Not Don't worry about that. Just put him where he's used to being and let's develop him. Let's get him ready to start week one. That's the dream. That's the dream is that he shows enough that they can do that. And then you just have Dan Moore Jr. and Chukwu Makor for fighting for, you know, who's the right tackle and who's the swing tackle. I like that. I think that works. At guard, like I said, I think that one's already set. James Daniel and Sayomalu are going to be your starting guards. If Nate Herbig picks up the system and is good enough, uh, Kevin Dotson is expendable. Otherwise, maybe you see both of them head into the season, especially if Nate Herbig can win the backup center position. 
If he wins the backup center position and Kevin Dotson is sticking around, then goodbye Kendra Green. You know, guys like that are gone. I think at center, obviously Mason Cole is your starter. I don't have a problem with him starting. He's a good center, especially in this system. I think he's better in Pat Meyer's system than he is in other ones. I think he's a good starting center for the Steelers. I think Kendrick Green still has a shot to make this team. Better than any other people out here at center. Even Nate Herbig. I think Kendrick Green has still has a good shot of being the guy who wins the backup job there. And if you have Nate Herbig, you have Kevin Dotson, you got Kendrick Green, you know, you're you're gonna have a decent backup room. Kevin Dotson's shot at staying on this roster really is to beat out Herbig to learn both guard positions and to play good enough that the Steelers go with like Dotson and Kendrick Green as your two backup interior linemen. That's really that's really his shot, but I think Herbig is going to be too good and I think you're going to see either Herbig and Kendrick Green or Herbig and, you know, a free agent brought in after cuts, something like that. The bottom line though is across the board the Steelers offensive line after having its best year in several seasons since, you know, Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, those guys all got started getting hurt and went downhill and, and, and ended their careers. The offensive line was the best it had been since those guys were, were healthy last season, the last half of last season. And the Steelers have added a lot of talent. Two new starters. And a new primary backup. And they've kept so far all five of their starters from last season. This line is not just talented. It shouldn't just be better at the starting position. This line has depth. Very, very good. This, This line really needs to be the anchor of the Steelers' offense. This needs to be the driving force. Not Kenny Pickett, not Najee Harris, not the receivers, not the tight ends. It needs to be the offensive line. They have that kind of depth and talent. They need to dictate the game. They need to run the offense. That's where the Steelers are going to have success. That's going to be good for everyone else involved if they can pull that off. Of course, we'll see, but on paper right now, with everyone healthy and everyone you know, with with room to grow and and optimism as to how people will turn out. There's a lot, a lot of promise on this offensive line, and I think the Steelers are set for potentially a very good offensive season here in 2023. That's my show for this week on the offensive line. Make sure you're checking out the other podcasts here on Steel Curtain Network, on Fans First Sports Network, and clicking over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. For all your articles, film rooms, evaluation, commentary, all kinds of stuff, we got you covered. Cross the board podcasts or articles, check us out. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, have a great week and let's go, Steelers.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply